focus. We're, we're okay. Again. <laughs> that was you. I speak so much that just me choosing to be silent for four seconds made you think we were having a major technological fall. <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. Uh, so welcome to Demagogglebox. Welcome to Demagogglebox. I am playing a demo of Poyo Poyo Tetris for the Nintendo Switch. Um, so it's not even a full game. It's not even a real circuses, game. but Richard Circus is a small Nintendo machine. Put it down now because the game is over. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and welcome to Demagogglebox. <laughs> My name is Richard Hanrahan. Uh, I don't have a middle name. Alex Keeley? Uh, I'm Alex... Hey, Alexander Frederick Michael Keeley is my full name. Is, is, is um, Hey a, a middle I'm name? very posh. Alexander, hey, hey, hey I'm like, Alexander <laughs> Keeley. So you know how there's like Mr. Richard Hanrahan or Ms. Marianne McRae. For me, it's uh, Hey, Alexander Frederick Michael oh, Keeley. Nice. That's, my, that's, nice. that's my honorific title. Yeah. And long may it continue. No, I really, I'm really hoping to progress up to Mister. Hey, the amount of respect you get for Hey Alexander Frederick Michael Keeley is not. Well, it's not great. It'll do. No. Um, welcome to the show. We're doing a very timely show in that it's been a month since. Uh, what will happen is eventually the bombs will drop, and uh, give it a couple of weeks, and then we'll reply going, like, "Oh, that was a bit shit, wasn't it? Do you remember that?" Uh, but no, so we're, we're, this is our uh, snap general election special, I suppose. Every episode's special, though, isn't it, really? I get to look into your eyes for an hour. Sure. I mean, that is said in the tone of voice about a parent that clearly knows which child is his favourite, though. <laughs> None of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> but they say you'll always remember um, the day that big events happen. I remember 9-11 thinking... Oh, I can't believe I had to have a double biology lesson. And then the planes hit. On 7-7, I remember thinking, why is my phone signal down? And then we went to see some Shakespeare at the National Theatre. And then the bombs dropped. But nothing will be more memorable than Theresa May announcing the general election. I remember I was taking a shit at the time. Or else maybe I was just having my breakfast. Or maybe I was doing my toenails. But regardless, those immortal words will forever be in my memory. Cower, ye folk of this sacred isle, the enemies of freedom, hasten. It is time for the union of the good to arise and crush division and uncertainty in order that we can divide ourselves towards the great unknown. And then she stabbed a goat, smeared its blood onto the head of Nick Robinson, and with that, and not with any meaningful parliamentary process, the general election was called. Weird when she started speaking yeah. German as well. I just like I was like, yeah. Why? And the, I was watching it, and the whole screen went sepia. That was bizarre. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you just heard a very well-spoken received pronunciation accent going. Oh, I'm fighting on the lines. Um, so, so Britain has indeed got election fever, although it does look like it's developing into a manifesto migraine, <laughs> and there's been an uptick in swingometer rickets. And finally, quite a worrying party leader debate, prostate niggle, which, of course, Britain will need to get checked up. But unfortunately, under the Tories, the NHS will probably collapse before Britain gets to the front of the waiting list <laughs> to have that Very good. checked. Not a real disease. <laughs> we, um... <laughs> well, that's the thing, isn't it? The the amount of funding that the Tories have dedicated to fighting uh, made-up diseases for comedy podcasts has really declined a lot, and that's why I will be campaigning for non-Tory That's very parties. good. That's very good. Uh... They're saying it's a snap election, but it's not. It's actually a snap general election. So it's a lot more sassy than people think. Uh, 
That joke that, there yeah. is, is me I mean, uh, coming to terms with uh, early hip-hop lingo from 2005, basically around the time that Gordon Brown lost an election because he didn't have nice teeth. We all, we all remember those mm. days. It didn't help that he called someone a bigot, though. No, true. <laughs> no, true. And, 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 and I think... It, it didn't help when he called a bigot a bigot. It was hard. But when it's he fascinating, isn't it? Because when he called her a bigot, we didn't realise that she was then going to vote 17 million times in the uh, EU referendum. <laughs> um, it's literally hailing outside my window right now, guys. I mean, it's not a reference that works for a visual for an audio podcast that will be released a number of days hence, but it does feel odd for it to be hailing in May. I can see May. your windows, and it's, it's so washed out that I can't see any hail at all. So I, I only have your word to go on anyway. But it was... Mm. Could be some of that fake news. What boring <laughs> fake news that would be. <laughs> I mean, how Richard, how can climate change be happening when there's some it's snow? Funny. You know, answer me. Global warming, mate. Riddle me outside. that. It's not bloody warm out there. <laughs> Honestly. It, 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 it's funny because that is uh, the argument of the people that currently are holding the most powerful office in the yeah, world. Yeah, and then the, that's why the elites that be change the name to climate change, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mate. Um, a lot, to, a lot has happened, but also not much has happened, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> Very much. I feel like what's happened is <laughs> Theresa May has uh, walked in front of her house, said to everyone, "We're going to have a general election," and then run away. I've not heard a single thing from her since. <laughs> What's that famous, that famous she... Halloween game of trick or general election? <laughs> <laughs> She's had two PMQs. And both of which she just sort of said the same. Like last week, I didn't watch it just now. Uh, we're, we're recording live just after the PMQs for our reactions from two people who I don't, I don't assume didn't watch it. But the the first time she spent the whole time like answering questions and saying, "Oh, you you don't like Jeremy Corbyn, do you?" And oh, um, I'm going to ignore your question. But I noticed that 2003, you said Jeremy Corbyn smells of poo, and that's all she did to answer <laughs> all my questions. Go, but there's people dying in the streets. We need money, and she's like. Uh, ignore that question but you said that Jeremy Corbyn's haircut reminds you of the <laughs> Queen uh, but in a bad way um, so that that's all she's done and then today I think apparently she used the word strong and stable government like leadership about a thousand times or something stupid um, yeah she doesn't she doesn't respond well to you know questions which is interesting yep Unfortunately, the tactic of relentlessly repeating a slogan forever uh, the last few elections seems to be important. It didn't exactly hurt Trump to say, make America great again a lot. Make America great again a lot didn't hurt. David Cameron to say strong economic plan a lot. It didn't hurt Boris Johnson, Michael Gove to say, take back control a lot. I mean, they hurt themselves through (laughs) backstabbing, but... Um, See, I don't remember. I don't remember any of those yeah, phrases. A repeated meaning, a repeated meaningless message is quite effective. It seems. I don't remember those phrases. I don't remember Trump saying "Make America Great Again" a lot. I don't remember that. <laughs> I, I remember "Make America Great Again." I don't remember he said "Make America Great Again" a lot. That doesn't seem to scan very well. <laughs> I think if there's any writers in the room, they'd be like, "Maybe we drop that last word." That seems weird. No. Yeah, I I like um. <laughs> I like that you're helping me out when I clearly missaid it that you're trying to help me out by saying that it's a fundamentally linguistically awkward sentence rather than just I'm bad at words. Maybe that's why it, it, it sort of uh, that stuck in my mind when he said it. 
Make America great a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Make America great one more time. I mean, to We're be fair, to celebrate. I mean, Donald Trump could have said, <laughs> and it would have probably beaten uh, Hillary Clinton. We just gave an interview where they had to put the phrase unintelligible 16 times. So that is pretty much how he speaks. Um, So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's quite, um, seems to be quite a one-sided election. It's it's like, uh, I mean, in terms of like who, what the result could be, it's not even worth putting a spoiler alert there, I think. Yeah. It's like if... (laughs) <laughs> it's like if M. Night Shyamalan had named The Sixth Sense Bruce Willis as a ghost. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you say that. I think. That, you know, sorry, um... sorry for anyone that's not seen that film. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, my brother, who's the only listener to this podcast. <laughs> if he's not seen that film, I think he has. It's fine. I think I watched it with him. In fact, I think I've watched that film with every possible person who's listening to this podcast, i.e., me as well. Yeah, I've not, I've not seen it. It was just spoiled for me. Yeah, (laughs) I just know that ending. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. Um, Data today, I don't know if you saw this, suggests that young people under forty would overwhelmingly vote for Jeremy Corbyn and Labour, which was a bit of a shock to me because I didn't realise that forty-year-olds were still considered young. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's middle age, but that's that's the problem with the young. It's not until after your first forty years. Like you truly begin to understand what is or isn't middle age, but I, for one, am glad that our future will be decided by the people who have the least distance yet to tra- yet to travel, uh, because they are wise, aren't they, old people? They're wise. They have words like, "Let me tell you about the gypsies burning all of our coal," and they gave us life, and so it's only right that they have the right to take that away from us. The worst thing is the next generation is going to blame us. When we're desperate for adequate pensions, they will be like, you should have saved when you had the chance. And we'll be like, no, but you don't understand. Our politics was being run from behind the scenes by a shady group of Russian-funded cyber trolls who infiltrated our ad hoc social media networks and shared fake news stories about how particularly famous black actors were actually in favour of disingenuous candidates and that convinced (laughs) us all that everything was going to be okay. And then they'll be like, sure, granddad, never visited us. In our Facebook-owned dementia home, where our newsfeed tells us 36 years ago, you liked a picture of a dog pushing a trolley through Asda. And regrettably, even though the, this act of apathetic jest basically cost us all a political voice and wasted the potential of a generation, despite living in the most affluent era of human civilization, at the birth of the most incredible and potentially alien-stolen technology, you, can, you still click like on that reminder of a picture, because you know what? That fucking dog... Is a saint for pushing that trolley. It's, yeah. I mean, the next generation are really going to have to step up in terms of electing someone completely... I mean, it would require literally a 3D hologram of Pepe the Frog being elected president of the United States to (laughs) overtake Donald Trump. I mean, that Um, is who the Democrats are thinking of running. Well, you know, if you can't beat them, Pepe the Frog them. That's the. That's what the they're going to do is they're going to they're going to reintroduce the um, the 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 acutes on the e's to make him sound more European. Pepe le Grand Rue, or was that Toad? I can never remember. <laughs> Speaking of the French election, um, no, I don't know. We've got. I guess we've got more to talk well, about. We the don't, I mean, <laughs> I, I have literally nothing on the French election. All I have is. Uh, 
there's a good old fashioned British one. Um, I'm going to go through, uh, go back to her announcing. I'm still on her announcing the uh, election. Good. Um, I genuinely believe that Theresa May forgot about the whole fixed term parliamentary act and just <laughs> presumed she had the power to call an election which in light of her rhetoric and the supposed opposition to Brexit is counterintuitive. But in principle, it is actually nonsense because what sane opposition would actually oppose a parliament calling for its own election? For example, here's the government says, we would like to step down from government and ask the people to vote again, the opposition. No, actually, we like you being in government and don't trust the people to topple you just yet. The idea that this act changed the fundamental relationship of power, except for the Lib Dems and coalition between 2010 and 2015, is absurd. <laughs> it is well, it, like it is it's like it is a bizarre thing to look at and be like what who really thought of that law properly because I, I, I get the pe- people were saying oh Jeremy Corbyn should force the conservative government to um, call a vote and be what, what was the term no confidence still like, do a, a vote with no confidence in their own government but we all know that that would just have been turned around into, oh, Jeremy Corbyn's afraid of an election, blah, blah, blah. So it, it makes no sense. There was no there was no situation in which an opposition would not vote against that, right? Well, the fixed-term Parliament Act, the problem is it's like it answers the age-old philosophical question of can an all-powerful god create a stone that even it... Can a parliament create a law that even it cannot rewind? It's like going... Yeah. I'm the cookie monster. I'm giving up cookies for Lent. Okay, who's enforcing that? Oh, I am enforcing that. It's like, well, I think you're going to have some cookies during <laughs> Lent. Your track record says you'll have a cookie if the polls look like you can get 25% lead on you eating a cookie. Yeah. Um, the I think if we're doing the serious bit of the potty, which everyone loves, skip, 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 does Tom Hanrahan. Um, the, um, the <laughs> I think he listens to all of it, to be honest. Um, yeah. um, but he should have used, he should have used the, the pretext of Tory election fraud as a reason not to agree to it. Um, but you're, you're right about all the rest of it. He had to, he had to agree, I guess, but he just shouldn't. Well, like, of they course, had this, I mean, they yeah. had this ready-made plausible, excuse of not calling one because there are enough people being investigated for electoral fraud that that could have pretty much tipped the balance of power in Parliament. Well, there's, there's two things I want to bring up here. Uh, one sort of refers to the independence thing, right? So so the big phrase for me, which is like basically a week before, probably, who knows, six months, who, who knows, Theresa May, who knows, we can't, we can't possibly look these things up. Um, <laughs> Theresa May said, uh, politics is not a game, and then just mere moments later was just rolls the dice. Yeah. Um, but, but just just to summarise what's going on here, May is the kind of employee who would go into a shared office fridge and eat your sandwich, even though it was clearly labelled Alex. Please, Theresa May, do not eat without even being hungry, and shout Brexit hungry, and then cower off into a shadowy corner to eat a box of lipstick. Uh, the kicker being that she doesn't even work in she's that shared weird, office, Alex. She's got a weird dietary, I don't know. <laughs> she doesn't work in a shared office, Alex. She's the Prime Minister. She works and lives in Downing Street, not anywhere near an office with a shitty shared fridge. I don't think you understand, Alex. She's the PM, for fuck's sake. They probably have staff on hand specifically to cater meals just for her, and that's the point I'm making. She doesn't care about eating the food. She just wants to see your face when she eats you. <laughs> 
And the, the, the eating lipstick thing is definitely real. I read about that in the Canary, so you can, uh, <laughs> you can, you can double check that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the election fraud thing as well, like, it is, of course, a huge reason to call the election, and it's bizarre that it's not gotten as much uh, coverage as it has. But it's like, to understand what's going on, it's like being caught uh, shoplifting a bag of Malteser bunnies, but just as the security staff get close enough to grab you, you shove the entire contents of the bag into your mouth and chew and then give them the 50p anyway. Uh, <laughs> cheating democracy is merely the cost of playing politics. That's right. Politics is not a game, uh, says Theresa May, as she puts a new £1 coin into Time Crisis uh, Brexit edition machine and puts a gun in her mouth. Um <laughs> I'm still. Yeah, what, I'm, I'm worried about the big old Tory majority that's going to come out of this, and about how this is probably the most one. This is probably the most one-sided election in modern British political history, I think. And you just got to wonder, you know, is this going to be an important moment for the proof of whether God exists? Because surely God would act. If God did exist, surely God would act like a referee in a boxing match and just like when one side is pummeling, it'll just be like, come on, we can, we can call the fight at this. There, there's genuine risk of like brain injury to the Labour Party if this fight continues. But it's, but it's different though, because I feel like uh, that, that, that is the right, right metaphor to use, but I think you've misunderstood it. What is happening is one of the candidates is so weak that no other candidate is actually allowed to punch her. Uh, so you know Jeremy Corbyn has probably hit a woman in the past as well. Uh, so don't say there's any knowledge of it actually happening. But I'll just assume that the Tories have something like this in their back pocket. Uh, I, know, cause I, know, I know what you're like. You're always, wah, 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 Jeremy Corbyn like the IRA. And never, oh, look, he, he won a Gandhi Award for his work on the peace talks. No one ever makes the rational response to, wah, 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 Jeremy Corbyn like the IRA, which is that Jeremy Corbyn is actually dyslexic and so actually supports air. Without air, we wouldn't breathe, Alex. It's his favourite uh, late nineties French dance pop act. <laughs> also, also, it isn't completely implausible to presume that Jeremy Corbyn had made the same mistake that I did growing up, thinking that notorious Sinn Fein politician Jerry Adams and Jerry Anderson, the man behind Thunderbirds, uh, <laughs> were the same person. So, before you start smearing on your Jeremy Corbyns, remember those <laughs> facts. Certainly, certainly Theresa May would be at home among some of those wooden puppets in terms of her debate performances. Thanks, guys. Yes, I can yes, write for any yes. show if you would like me to. Um, <laughs> if you would like me to. <laughs> it's really polite. I put that on my CVs. <laughs> if, you, if you would like me to. I don't want to impose. <laughs> salary would be ideal but again don't I don't want to be I don't want to be rude um, if I look, I, you know when people write words uh, in essays and they say I think that this and this uh, there's like a if you really look at that sentence it's just someone sort of leaning on their hand going oh oh brain thinking <laughs> <laughs> so it's so there's nothing there. There's no there's no other. And, 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 well, I think I'd make a good candidate. It's like you know, just oh, oh brains, aren't they? Oh. <laughs> you know I, mean? well, I was having I was having dinner the other night, and we we're looking at the wine list, and it just occurred to oh, me look how at you, like having yeah, dinner. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. well done. Blair, oh, I'm blair, blair, right, blair, right, blair right, blair right, blair right. 
Uh, <laughs> You're not there wrong, mate. Uh, thank you, I think. Um, yeah. the, we were just looking at the, the wine list. What, you fucking Republican scum? Um, yeah. the, I was looking at the wine list and just looking at the yeah. descriptions, and it's always things like fruity notes with peach blossom and apricot hints. And it's just like, well, you mean it's like old grape, right? Old, <laughs> old grape. This is an old grape which happens to taste like something else you've tasted before. <laughs> And it and it never does. It's just like, oh, this tastes of poison with some water. Right, nice. <laughs> oh, this this is getting getting drunk juice tastes <laughs> almost favourable. Um, so we should maybe talk about talk about some policies, I guess. Oh, I did enjoy. You know, I did. Nick Robinson is always correctly seen as a bit of a Tory, but um, I did enjoy his line. You know, stripped from. Um, Strip from Carolina Hearn with the uh, what part Theresa May? What part of a twenty-point poll lead made you want to call a, an early election? Which uh, was very nice. Nice. Um, yeah, uh, but we talk about policies maybe a bit. I mean, the first thing I want to talk about is the absolute gall of the Tories to uh, the Tories are going with the energy price for price freeze that in like two thousand thirteen was denounced as like mad Marxism when Ed yeah. Miliband proposed it i think it's probably the best example of media bias in that in that it was literally front pages for for weeks about saying that this was kind of a dangerous kind of throwback interference in the in the energy market that we couldn't trust ed Miliband. and now the tories have taken that policy and i don't know it's like when um it's just so clearly hypocritical and so it's like when two women turn up to a party and it turns out they're wearing the same interventionist energy policy, and it's always that <laughs> awkward. It's always that awkward moment, and then like one of you're like, "No, you change, you change," uh, and then they have to be like, "What?" The, like one of them's like, uh, "It's actually pretty different. My energy policy is white with black stripes, whereas yours is black with white stripes. So it's very like it's a very different <laughs> energy policy." And this one wasn't even an accident. Teresa went dress shopping with Ed Miliband in 2013. And uh, Ed Miliband tried this energy policy on and she was like, oh, well, that's kind of a crock of shit. I wouldn't wear that. It's not very good, girlfriend. And then a few years later, she's turned up in that same, exact same dress. And Teresa looks really shifty and goes, well, actually, it's a bit different. It just really works on me. And I've accessorized it a bit with these other elements of my policy. And then Ed Miliband looks at the, she's still got the label on. And it's, it's just top, it's literally Topshop. It's the same dress from Topshop when we were looking when we were looking it's around. It's even got like tomato ketchup stains on the front <laughs> where Ed Miliband casually tried to eat a bacon sandwich <laughs> and it all slipped down on top of her. Well, she got a lovely discount as a result of that. Um, <laughs> well, I think what you've failed to see is that uh, Ed Miliband is in fact, well, the Labour Party in general is is basically like a predictive thing of what the Tories will try and claim the next, in 10 years' time. You know, they, they kind of make the policies first and then they get adopted as Tory policy within 15 years. So which is why I, I'm, I'm like heavily trying to push for the Labour platform to be to hang the Tories <laughs> so that in the future, you know, um, yeah. A vote for us is a rope around our necks, 2030. <laughs> um. I think it's the only way to win in the end, just to have something like to shoot that. Because maybe, maybe I mean, maybe that's Jeremy Corbyn's plan all along. If, he, if he's known that this is how the kind of the, the system works, if he fucks up enough, then the Tories will start fucking up as like their thing. And then like if he shoots himself in the foot, like he's some sort of voodoo man, the voodoo doll, the Tories will in 10 years time shoot themselves in the foot and then we can <laughs> swoop in. 
Well, it's like our... it's like one of those like American sports films as well, when like the basketball team is like twenty five points down and there's like three minutes left and they have to make like seven incredible hoops and then uh, it ends and they lose by <laughs> by fifty points. They actually lose by even more. Points, Sorry, how many, how many hoops are we winning by? <laughs> I don't know basketball well enough. I don't know why I <laughs> went to. Uh, I could have just had a Do British, you know? a British sport. It's like when Man U were one nil down uh, in that European Cup final, and then they lost four uh-huh. nil because of three more goals that Bayern Munich scored in injury time. It's that famous. <laughs> That's what this election's like. It's oh, just difficult because it's like, are Labour going to get fucked or destroyed? That's the two. That's the two different possibilities. And here's another policy. Here's another policy that's been like a big policy issue. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn's new uh, bank holidays. He wants there to be four new bank holidays during the year, which is good. It's a great policy. Uh, but it's, but what hasn't been reported is the rest of the policy, which is he wants to go further than that. As just as we should nationalise the banks, we should nationalise the bank holidays as well. <laughs> uh, bank holidays for everyone. What's more, uh, JC wants to set up regional bank holidays to provide days off for small local businesses and give people the time off that the big banks won't let them have. Let's get this unproductive economy not working for the people, not the pea pie. Well, they've been, all the banks have been very good. Sorry, that was good. Um, I only got that <laughs> mispronunciation of the... <laughs> the uh... Um, it's difficult because Corbyn is quite big on separating uh, uh, just regular bank holidays from kind of casino bank holiday stuff, yeah. which is, uh, you know, it's the same joke you did. But again, um, the <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think well, it, uh, there's, there's no jokes for me about the bank holiday policy is just like a good, it just seems like a fair we're, we've got fewer bank holidays than than many other uh, kind of equivalent countries, and it just seems like a good policy aimed at maybe fostering sort of uh, national unity. So, of course, the Tories have gone well under Jeremy Corbyn. Every day would be a bank holiday because there would be no. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Um, Did you see him on Andrew Mann? Andrew Mann was like, "Oh, but uh, well, we're trying to be more productive, not less productive." And he's like, "Well, the Bank of England says this is a good idea." And he's like, uh, well, <laughs> oh, hey, what else can you say? It's just like, but it was like, like you're, I'm so, who's not, who's not in favour of a day off? And even at the end, Andrew Marr's like, why well, I, I do like a holiday. Like, Did Andrew Marr, wait, you, Andrew Marr said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I like a holiday, yeah. It's, like, well, it's well, like, I'm so, like, you know, cards on the table. I'm like emotionally pretty disappointed with Corbyn for a number of reasons. But I did, you know, he did make me, laugh when he was just like yeah maybe it's good for people to spend a bit of time with their family oh, yeah. and their stuff and I was just like I was just like thank you this is what the left needs to articulate more against just like always productivity it's just like you know like life is you know like <laughs> you know like life is about like living right you know it's not just about like how much money there is but of course you have to argue that life is you can't argue life is for living we need more time off you have to argue uh, more time off equals more people go into B and Q to spend money. You yeah, know? that's why bank holidays. Well, he had to like, say that, but he did. Uh, he did also. He did also say. He did also no, say did, yeah. maybe it's. And I just thought that was really nice. And it was just like, yeah. just like, yeah, <laughs> like we should why be. Not? Keynes said that by now we would all be working like fifteen-hour weeks, and we should, and we should be. I mean, to be we fair, could probably I do. do it. 
I do. Um, much as you're <laughs> underemployment, but I mean, hey, he was right in some senses. Um, um, oh my God, what else? else? I what mean, else? UKIP have gone full BNP as far as we can see. Yes, true. That is true. Which is, which, for letter fans, it's just a nightmare. <laughs> I, I guess we can presume now that P is out. You can't use the letter P now in a positive way. That's positive <laughs> now, I suppose. Um, which is a real shame. Um, but U, UKIBNN. Well, it's a real itty, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, they're allowed in, but I mean, I mean, basically, don't don't drive a Buick is probably a good <laughs> <laughs> a good claim to make at this point. Um, but that's, I mean, that's all I can say from from. I mean, I suppose SNP kind of wins back some of the P, some of the N. S's are always going to be popular. There's lots of them. Um, <laughs> have we just like degenerated into like a Scrabble podcast. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I could make that transfer so easily. Did you, ever, <laughs> did you ever read my book? I think you might be one of the only people that did. Did you read my book? Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you read all the chapters about all the letters? I probably. I've okay, got I think you, you'd I've got your book. I've got your book. I've read. I've read big chunks. I feel like that's a book where you read chunks of it, right? Kind of. Read some of the essays because they are like sub- sublime um, exercises in nonsense. They really are. I, read some before next week. This is your your critical homework. <laughs> I didn't realise. Uh, do, do, do I have to pay you nine thousand pounds at the end of the year? Is that what? Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Uh, well, I've been looking at how much work I'm doing for you for, you, for the festival. It could be that, about that much. Oh, very, very good. Uh, thank you. Um, it's, it's difficult because Richard Hanrahan will only make me update my website entry as to whether it's co-written by him after seeing it in full like a couple of times at the beginning of the month, see if he wants to be tarnished with <laughs> not written by when Richard Hanrahan. Expressly not review. Whenever you get a good review, I ask. I, I deliberately make you phone them up and change it to include my name in there somewhere. <laughs> Alex Keeley and um, Richard Hanrahan, the art of the kick, the art of the Hanrahan eel. Um, <laughs> doesn't work. My, my show's called the he art de- of the key. To clarify the for Tom Hanrahan, he demanded the portmanteau there. <laughs> he loves a portmanteau with his fish strength for hands. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I mean um, that what a, what a name that was that show. Um, <laughs> um, the uh, from the bank holiday stuff, Momentum uh, organised a campaign to uh, get people backing Jeremy Corbyn in the gambling halls up and down the nation to change the odds for Jeremy Corbyn winning uh, to get them shorter and to get a sort of a, a narrative change as to what's going on, which is a, a good idea. My idea for this is that <laughs> whoa, 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 it's not a good idea. <laughs> I was just using words there. I wasn't actually meaning anything. I was just, I was just using words to, to, to move to, I just, to my joke. I just, I, I, just moving... felt, I just felt like I was standing on stage with you as you said that, and it was as if I were endorsing whoa, whoa, whoa. this assumption that <laughs> Man, it was a good it was idea. I thought it was T-shirt from betfred.com or whatever it's called. Saying it, yeah. um, but my idea is every time there's an election... Bet, bet, bet who, sorry? Bet Frederick is my, my one. <laughs> nice. Nice. I uh, I don't bet because I'm not a betting man. Double. My idea is that every time there is an election, Labour should just put all of their money betting on that election so they can have more money for the next election. Because they, they, could, they could potentially sway the election away from them and, and guarantee another side wins. 
or else they want the longer odds. They can go like put the money on themselves and then get people to bet against that. You know, there's ways of winning it, you know. But I think it, as much as it is, it is absurd. It did obviously work because we're we're talking about it now, and it's uh, it's a little different from hearing how I mean uh, how the the markets respond to news and rising falling, which is essentially rich people speaking by moving money about to make more money. It's just a more working class alternative, except uh, rich people win again. Um, <laughs> so, which, by the way, makes basically remember. Rem- it's it's like it's, it's like going worth to- putting in the reminder that the game. Uh, Money is a good game uh, to play. The more you have of it, the more of it you get, uh, no matter what happens. Uh, but the only rule is you have to wear a tie and be able to eat a bacon roll in front of everyone, which <laughs> I will insist is probably quite hard to do when it's like 60 million people watching you eat a bacon roll. I think most people in the UK would probably fuck it up. Oh, yeah. I've done, you know, I've, I've, easy. I've done gigs to 15 people where I probably had a mental breakdown. <laughs> that's, that's most gigs bacon involved put a bacon sandwich in that situation and that's dynamite that's scary <laughs> yeah. well it becomes performance art when I eat a bacon sandwich while trying to tell gags on stage <laughs> and just going guys is this what you like is, is this worth something is this something does it- anyone do a, a, a bacon sandwich eating fringe show flyer because that 10 years ago that would have been a great job <laughs> What that you're? It's a Photoshop of Ed Miliband eating a bacon, and then like bits of your body are coming out of it, or something. <laughs> That's what I would have done. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a bit. Yeah. It's a bit blood libel for my liking. Ooh, I don't like that bit that I did. Okay. Not not um, not blood libel enough for me. Um, what are we going to say about momentum? I mean, that is the name of the momentum. Yeah, I mean, fairly ironically, now it's very much the it's very much the like Little John of political names at the moment the amount of momentum that's been created is i mean there's momentum in the same way that deceleration is a type of acceleration that is that is what that's what momentum is i think there should be like a a, um uh an an alt-right group uh grassroots group for the for the conservatives called inertia i don't think quite good (laughs) Uh, and you just know that they would create serious electoral inroads <laughs> based on the irony of names. That's yeah. how non-normative determinism works. Yeah, it's exactly. where things happen the opposite. You're Richard Little John. Yeah. But let's let's look up. Let's um, finally uh, address the horny elephant in the room, uh, which is Tim Har- Tim Farron's homophobia. Can we get there? <laughs> is that okay? Uh, yeah, do it, mate. Uh, how did he? How did he feel about his? Uh, I mean, how, how have you felt about the whole thing? Well, look, it's never been. It's always been a bit weird. It's always been a bit of a weird reversal that Tim Farron, leader of the Liberal Democrats, is probably the most devoutly Christian of any of the political party leaders, which is kind of supposed to be like the opposite of what the Lib Dems do. Mm. They're supposed to be your like, well, economically, we're not quite sure where we are, but we bloody well know that we're like non-God-fearing, lefty, social policy people. And then just like Tim Farron pops up being like, hi, I'm an evangelical Christian. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I, so, so it's always been it's always been weird, but I, I, I think I think that the some of the outrage on the part of certain left wing Labour journalists about Tim Farron is a bit hypocritical, given a few of like like his his actual work and policies in terms of the LGBT community is not is, is pretty good. Um, 
and his own does he have to does he have what do, does he have to personally believe something does it matter what he in his heart of well, hearts I, is told is told to believe because of his religion that he follows very strongly like i think for me it's overall worrying that someone devoutly believes something that is written in a book like that and won't like that's a larger thing about like severe religiosity that worries me um but he, like i don't think he's a homophobe well, I, I personally, I don't think his apology has gone far enough. Um, <laughs> I think he should have to go on Channel 4 News and apologise while sucking a cock. Um, <laughs> because it would be good practice for him when, if what happens is he does get elected and have to go into coalition with the Conservatives on a confusing anything but Brexit means Brexit platform. Uh, because <laughs> after all, God will forgive him no matter what, right? That's... Uh, that's what sinning is, because <laughs> God will always forgive you. Sinning is just displeasing him a bit every time. And you can just do all the sinning you want. It's a bit like being a big banker in the city. You can basically fuck as many people as you want, and God, i.e. the state, will forgive you. And then blame everyone else for what you did. It's almost like we need to remove all religious principles from the state and uh, not vote for someone who clearly puts their God above their liberalism. Because it, it wouldn't be hard just to say, um, oh... Being a homosexual isn't a sin, but under the Bible, it potentially is. You know, he could have just yeah, said, well, I, mean, "I uh, personally," but of course, he did vote with the conservative religious right on certain amendments, and he did. He still has a pretty bad. I record thought he was trying. I thought he was trying. Mm, I read. I read. I read a pretty good blog defending him by the. And where, and where was that blog? Where was that blog? Was that was that a gay blog, or was yeah. that from the centre? Uh, Parties who were trying to, were trying desperately to to put uh, Tim Farron, make I mean, Tim Farron Messiah. It was both. It was the it was the head of the Lib Dem LGBT. Oh, oh, um, oh okay, focus. head of the Lib Dem. Right, okay. So he was just desperately trying to dig dig his way out of that hole with a cum uh, covered spade. It was, is that what it was? <laughs> is that what's going on there, mate? Wow! Uh, what a, what an incredible what an incredible moral sinkhole. Thank you very much. <laughs> you put it where the moral high ground Thank turns into moral quicksand. Thank you very much. Um, That's what comes to sound. The important thing is the <laughs> the important thing is that um, yeah. you were saying that that Tim Farron should go on Channel Four and give his apology whilst uh, give his apology whilst sucking a cock. Which uh, reminds me of the Greek orator Demosthenes that would always uh, said the best way to learn how to speak is you have to talk with pebbles in your mouth, as you do. So just lots of tiny micro chodes <laughs> as he is um, as he as he's giving his apology. Um, I think you know you know Jeremy Corbyn getting money from press TV. That's not great. I mean. <sighs> Is it is it bad? Well, yeah. I mean, the Iranians aren't tip top towards gay people. Um, yeah, but going on their shows and trying to promote like that—that's not a bad thing. It's not like he went on there and went, "I totally agree, we should kill all the gays." Did he? He went on there to discuss various what issues did, about the Middle East, like like being on that platform. What did Tim? Like Tim Farron? Like I don't think I don't think Tim Farron is a homophobe. I think Tim Farron is no, but he clearly an is. Extremely, he on, an extremely he devout Christian. The most liberal like TV show, and he only had to deal with say, like in a more. It was asked four times, "Do you think homosexuality is a sin?" And all he had to say was no, and he didn't. He he tried to wheedle his way out of it each time, and all the time he's been like, oh. Uh, I mean, 
What is a sin? It's like, you yeah, just say it, just say it. Fucking a man up his arsehole is apparently a sin because of what your book believes. And that is not who we should be voting for in a, in a progressive election. Yeah, I mean, it's not great. <laughs> like, even, even Trump's pro-gay. It's not, it's not a hard thing to do. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of unfair given that his... You're, what you're saying about Tim... Fra- like, that's kind of unfair given that, like, Mike Pence literally thinks you can electrocute the gay out of people. Like... Yeah. Yes, but Mike Pence isn't going on an anti-Brexit, uh, like, <laughs> platform. His platform is, I'd electrocute the gays. That's, that's, you're allowed to have that opinion if that is what you're trying to vote for. But to, to try and, like, get a majority of the country to then be like... Mm. We should be uh, avoiding like his. I like. I don't. His his actual like policy stances and votes and work from what I've read on that. But this is the thing. From what I've read, it's blog. not. He's he's backed out. He's he's done everything to to present himself as being pro LGBT, but then at the last minute, pulling himself away, literally pulling out, if you will, from these uh, with his penis from these votes, uh, and then. Um, Jerking it off. Look, we'll let, as always in Demagogue Box, we'll let the listener decide. <laughs> Tom, um, I know you're, you're this, thinking about going yeah, with Tom. Down. Tom, what do you just, Tom, just, just tweet in. Tweet in. <laughs> let at, us know. What do you at, think? Is, is, is I, Tim Farron a proper big homophobe? And is it morally okay to vote for him if you aren't yourself a homophobe? But what I don't get is, I like, I don't, when, when the, the election was called, there was a wave of, I think it must have been one of these, is it called Thunderclap on, on Twitter when like, Loads of tweets went off at once saying like, oh, I'm joining the Red Den party. <laughs> um, uh, but it's like, have you seen the film They Live? Where you put on no. the glasses and then oh, yes. you see yeah, people yeah, are, yeah. like, they're aliens underneath the skin. Like, yep. I really want to put on those Red Den glasses and see what everyone else sees. But all I see is this like, a little reminder in the bottom of the corner just saying like, oh, we, we kind of tried to do this in 2010. And we got a lot of goodwill on our side. And then we did everything, basically in our power, to fuck that up in an attempt to get more power instead of actually being what people voted for them to do. So welcome to the comedy podcast, Ever Goggle Box. <laughs> uh, the, we, you know, we can hammer this out for ages. I'm not necessarily advocating a... Like, the, the best thing to do now would be everyone vote Lib Dem. I'm saying that there are, like, in a, if you're in a Tory marginal, particularly if it's, like, a hard Brexity one, and that Lib Dems are a challenger, like, definitely go and yeah. vote Lib Dem. No, but, you're, but you, you would, I think, ideally have Lib Dems run the country, right? No. I'd ideally, I'd ideally have a Labour government in charge of this country. Oh, really? Well, what, why don't you well, you know, for, really. Why don't you campaign for Labour? I mean, they're not gonna. They're not gonna win. So uh, I do have. I do have. I do have a number of. I do have like. I do have like genuine problems with a few of Jeremy Corbyn's positions, particularly on about the like international relations, about him being a homophobe. Hang on, that was Tim Farron, wasn't it? That was Tim Farron. Because it's okay. It's okay. It's okay for Corbyn to hang out with people that perpetuate the like Jewish blood libel. Yeah, because he can try and change their opinions, but. It's, it's not, oh, I'm sure, and I'm sure the record shows him going. Oh, hang on, Rafe Salah. You, so you, do you still believe did that you, Jew, that Jews bake Gentile blood into their bread, as you've said? But uh, but he's not gone there and said like, oh yes, let's 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 eat this bread. Let's 
I I agree with this whole thing about well, what, but 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 like, but like what you're. I would say that it's difficult for you to morally lampoon me if I go and vote for Tim Farron, not agreeing with that, but still voting overall for that. Say, I don't think I am going to do that, but say I did that, yeah. And then you're like, yeah, but Corbyn doesn't like Corbyn's just like tacitly endorsed that part of him by hanging out with him, or like it's not your. It's, not it's a similar. It's a similar. It, though, is it? It's, it's just. Uh, it's just. If I'm if I'm hanging out with someone and I know that one of the like one of the things they said in the past is like, do you remember when Jews bake blood into their bread of Gentiles? I'm gonna like, oh, can we just can we just address that from me off? Because I think it's gonna difficult. It's gonna be difficult for us to have a It depends. It depends entirely. Like, if if you're at, if you're at an event, right, to save kittens from drowning, right, and it's you and it's Adolf Hitler, and you've both agreed to save the kittens from drowning. You won't go before this kitten drowns. By the way, can I just bring you up on the issue about killing seven million Jews? Right? Okay. I think, I, I think actually I would. I think this is, this I like issue, kittens. Right? I like is... kittens, but you've heightened that too much. Those kittens are drowning. No, so I'm here's talking, the thing. Here's the I'm thing. talking to zombie Hitler when before I go do something in the to, present. When you can do something in the immediate present, you can try and do that, and then you can address the issue, the, the, the problems in the room. Right? That's not necessarily. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I assume Iranian TV does a lot of these kitten drowning contests, and that is probably the context in which all of the bad things about <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn has been framed. But I think the um, issue is, is like I, I think like appear being paid to appear on on Iranian TV when, for one thing, the Iranians are now our uh, allies, right? Maybe not allies, but they're like they're not enemies, and probably shouldn't really have ever been enemies. Well, it's not when he was. It's not when he was going on there. But surely, well, that's a good time to go on there, then, isn't it? <laughs> to like try and help. To try and be like, hey, look, uh, we're not completely fucking bonkers over here. We don't hate your guts. We like. We just want to have. But again, they. I mean, they. I mean, on on. You know, they're not great on. You know, we just we've we've gone into this in terms of Tim Farron's views on homosexuality. Yeah. Like. At, like we're we're saying that Tim Farron is an untouchable because he has a personal belief, possibly due yeah. to his religion. Yeah. But that he, as a politician, has a reasonably good record on it, and certainly vote. You know, but he doesn't. Maybe a couple of times. Well, maybe a couple, no, it's no, it's 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 not. It's it's. But it's like that. But then it's fine for Jeremy Corbyn to hang out with people that like kill gay people but he's not if he was but there like, that's like that's with like, a that gun is, going like that is, oh, let's, let's go on a like, gay killing session then, so it's not okay yeah, for okay, me to vote a, for a Tim Farron but it is okay for Jeremy Corbyn to hang out with those people god I mean this is this is not vintage podcast material <laughs> is it hey I'm nearly out of stuff anyway it's fine no, I've got, I've got, I've got. We're gonna, we're gonna move on to France. I'm gonna do a bit on France. And All so. right, well, hang on. So uh, just before, um, we, before we, uh, before we leave uh, uh, the UK elections, just two things, two things. Firstly, um, one platform. Speaking of like voting for uh, beyond your your party, uh, one platform that would get my vote would be removing that pause Twitter does when you type in someone's name in the search box. And then just as you go to click on the right person, oh, it then loads God, in four or five yeah. complete strangers as you point uh, to click them. If the Tories ran with that promise to fix that on their manifesto, I would not only I'm vote for them, but I'd campaign for them. It's the worst thing in the world. But secondly, <laughs> um, speaking of stories, um, I don't know why I'm speaking of stories, but I think you wrote something about stories. I don't know. 
I have a choose your own. It's, it's relevant anyway. I have a choose your own adventure joke, um, which I wrote in around 2008, 2009, about Great. conservatives, in which every avenue of the story leads you to your death or dissatisfaction at the hands of a decision made by a Tory government. And although <laughs> I will fight uh, for people to vote for Jeremy Corbyn, or indeed a Green candidate in your local area, or SNP, there is some comfort to know that the consolation prize will be, for me, another five years of a well-written piece of stand-up, with the additional mm-hmm. punchline that I can tell people the joke is nearly 15 years old. That's older than the relative you accidentally had a wank to. My... <laughs> My... <laughs> My script oh, here boy. continues to acknowledge the discomfort Alex Keeley is feeling at that last joke. Essentially, <laughs> I, I, I'm inside your head, Alex. This is your inception. Uh, <laughs> a lot of wanks today. talk about... <laughs> <laughs> Did you say a lot of wank jokes? A lot of wank today. Ah, good. Fantastic stuff. Um, I, well... Okay, a couple of... Th- let's move on to... Let's move on to France specifically. I find it incredible that it's possible... From polls, it's possible the British people will more overwhelmingly choose Theresa May over Jeremy Corbyn than the French people will choose a centrist over an actual fascist. Like, there's a chance that the British margin is going to be larger. Yeah, it might be a 50-25, that's possible, Tory Labour school, whereas in France it's probably going to be like 60-40 to to Le Pen. Um, But 60-40, it's a good score. It's not a great score. Yeah, like it's not. In, that's not enough. In Le Pen's like, defence, she's to be she's to be sixty percent sure that you don't want a fascist anymore. is not high enough. If if there's a if there's an election between French Nick Clegg and French Hitler, you want French Nick Clegg to score more than sixty. I think well, the thing is, uh, like French, and incidentally, incidentally, French Nick Clegg is exactly the same as British Nick Clegg, apart from Nick Clegg's famous interview in 2008 where he'd had sex with no more than 30 women is for French Nick Clegg not a boast but a shameful admission of his sexual inadequacy uh, and he goes je suis désolé mais j'ai eu des relations sexuelles avec seulement 30 femmes uh, pardon je suis très très désolé and then he offers to resign but promises to rack up a few more notches if only the French people will give him another chance bit of French there for all our because uh... the French love sex guys that's the joke <laughs> that's the bloody joke the only bit was my deconstruction of the joke in getting a laugh from Hitch. The actual joke itself received with stony silence. <laughs> Marie, Marie Le Pen, more like Marie Le Stilo, still saying it. Still he's, still, it. he's still, he's still, is, <laughs> it's what the British, it's what, it's what the people of Europe needed to hear. The continual, yeah. <laughs> the continual British-French misunderstanding. Le Pen is mightier than the sword, said the alt-right on Twitter. Even though they yeah, would think, like an actual sword. The other thing is Marine Le Pen, it, for the purposes of the second second round of the French election, uh, now yeah. the first round has been decided, where it's Macron versus Le Pen, uh, uh, she has temporarily stepped down as the official leader of the National Front, which is about as truthful as when Prince, musician, the musician and anthropomorphic personification of sex, renamed himself as an unpronounceable syllable. Like, we still know it's you, Marianne. You're not... You are still Marine Le Pen. Uh, Marine Le Pen rebranding herself as not the leader of the National Front for this election is like when the cleaning company GIF rebranded themselves as SIF. Like we still know it's you and you belong in the toilet. Like that is that is what 
I do find it really funny, like, as if her supporters would be like, well, hang on, I voted for you because you're a National Front gal, and now I'm finding out that you're just a person with ideas. <laughs> or someone would be like, before, when you were saying all that racist shit, you, I thought you were a fascist, but now... <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, what is worrying, though, is that, is that... Have you seen that map of how people voted? Yes. And obviously, it's, it's a complex map because... A whole state isn't one vote. There's millions of votes in there that give them much more complexity. But still, um, the split, left, east, west split of France between the candidates of centralism and of dangerous, dangerous uh, right wing uh, extremism is not pretty viewing. <laughs> Well, the incredible thing yeah. is the the map of Benoit Hamon, the official candidate of the Socialist Party. Uh, if you look mm -hmm. at a map compared to Hollande's first round score, there are a lot of regions Hollande pretty much winning that first round, doing very well in that first round, and then going on to be president. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of a lot of departments where Hollande has won the first round, and then the map of Hamon Hamon has won zero. They're, the the Socialist Party collapsed. And obviously, many yeah. of those votes went to Jean-Luc Mélenchon, a, a politician who has declined to express a preference between fascism and centrism, which is very charming of him. Um, the <laughs> someone was like, someone was like, uh, Jean-Luc, do you what do you think's worse? Uh, like a kind of potentially bland, but potentially whatever centrist banker, or like an actual fascist? And he was like, Well, that is for the French people to decide. I'm like, Well, it's a bit for you to decide as well, Jean-Luc. Did he such a ridiculous French accent when he said it, or? Yeah, and well, he also mostly sounds like a slightly nasal 27-year-old uh, British semi-professional <laughs> uh, comedian. Um, <laughs> it, it's difficult with all these elections. It's quite hard to write jokes for Edinburgh because you don't know who's going to be in charge. You know, you've got France, you've got Emmanuel Macron, or you've got Marine Le Pen. In Germany, you've got Merkel or Schulz, and we've got our own elections. So I'm hedging my bets. I'm writing jokes about Marine Macron and Angela Schulz and Theresa May, just because that would be the... Uh, very that would good. be the, it's no chance that it's yeah, safe. Very good. Very the jokes good. are safe, even if the Although there is, is rumours that Theresa May will resign. <laughs> Have you heard this? Well, I don't think so. She, I mean, the, 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 given the way the political landscape's going, it would make sense to, to win the power to do stuff and then fuck off before actually having to do anything. What? Bear in mind, she's resign, resign in 2020 and allow another Tory leader to have a run up. No, 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 no. Like, resign, um, like, we're talking maybe August, September this this year. Why? What? Because you just don't... That'd be mad. Look, I mean, <laughs> trying to understand why a politician does something is trying to understand why a sociopath... Like, oh, like, obviously you can go into politics for good reasons, but, like, fundamentally, I mean, either... Like, it's a, it's a weird old job. So just, like, trying to understand what is the motivation of someone that desperately climbs to be prime minister, because it's like, you don't have a lot of free time. Um, so like what you're concerned about your position in the history books presumably and it's like yeah. what you're a prime minister that was parachuted in after Cameron and then had like a year and then left that's like a terrible you'd almost get a worse write up than Cameron no but David <laughs> like, Cameron has systematically destroyed the UK in, in many many regards Theresa May just merely sort of was bullied into the role and caretakered it. Do you well, I don't that? know. And, I don't Andrea, know. Some Andrea people Leeson. like some people like. I don't know. 
at least David Cameron is a flavour, whereas Theresa May just leaving after a year, it's like, what is what is well, this? Is water? I feel like my favourite drink Cameron is was, water. Was trying to be was trying to be ready salted as a flavour, and then Theresa May is kind of trying to be. I don't know what is she trying to be. I don't know. She's trying to be a, to me. She tastes like a quaver, and that is and that is to be pretty hard on quavers. I like quavers, anyway. mate, because I'm a fucking red Tory. Uh, anyway, and the um, <laughs> uh, well, you know, it really feels like this podcast is sort of uh, like British democracy, sort of going to going to the abattoir. It's about done, I think. Um, <laughs> Looking forward to looking forward to the one party states. It's gonna be pretty I interesting. Mean, <clears throat> to be fair, I think what didn't help Jeremy Corbyn is yes, the press went on his side. But the British people have never been on his side either. And that is kind of a problem when it comes to representative <laughs> democracy. Because uh, especially when you look at those looking at that survey again, that in depth survey which said that he'd win if it was just the under forties. Which means that those aged forty to a hundred must be voting in their droves to have someone who, I, I, like, oh, they're just the worst kind of people. <laughs> but they clearly, they clearly like they've been sold a lie, and they they're just so unthinking. Uh, why, why, why are why is the, the generation of our parents just so stupid? Is what I'm saying. Stupid and, and rich. <laughs> well, that's been Demagogal Box. Uh, the <laughs> that is kind of scary, isn't it? Which bit? Everything. Every time they vote, they just come out and they just say the same things and they don't listen to any facts. They just believe themselves and they don't engage. Like, it, fine, if you're going to vote that way, be on Twitter so I can look at you and understand what you're saying. <laughs> but you're not even going to go on Twitter and, and tell me why you're voting I Tory. mean, look, it's basically worrying when the, the most powerful voting bloc in terms of turnout and population percentage is a group of people that will definitively not be alive when the ramifications of climate change come around. That is a worry for democracy. They do not have enough skin in the game for, for, for climate change. I don't know if you know how wrinkles work, mate, but there's a lot of skin on those things. <laughs> and in that, with that bombshell, no, little tiny fart, Not the, the podcast is being brought to an end. Um, stay safe. Go and try and vote as many times as possible, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that that clip will be brought up on Breitbart <laughs> News. As, as some sort of and they'll, like try, they'll, try, they'll, try claim, they'll try and claim that I'm a leading figure in the Liberal Democrats and you're a leading <laughs> figure in Labour, not like two semi-employed comedian tutor you know like designers. You, because of your involvement with me on this podcast, you can never run for um, uh, uh, office. Because they'll bring you up, they'll be like, oh, well, yeah, Alex Keeley, he was on that demagogue box, which was funded by Iranian TV. <laughs> and uh, he shared a platform with a guy who told, said that Tim Farron should suck, suck a cock. Um, so it's been a great demagogue box. Uh, Thank you. Uh, any last words to the British people? And I guess non British people, sure. They listen. Um, Wait, well, what actually is Tom Hanrahan? Uh, hello, Tom. Um, I hope you have also read my book. Um, no, I just want to bring people's attention to momentum. What a lovely word momentum is. With those M's and N's, 
a lovely sense of balance, pivoting around that tee. Oh, it's just incredible, isn't it? Momentum. Well, <laughs> any last words from you, Alex? Sander? I don't think I can top that bit of aesthetic analysis. Um, I think, uh, you know, uh, fairly well. well. Um, well have, are we going to end the podcast? Where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, HTTP colon forward slash forward slash a W, another W, and one more W. Full stop twitter.com forward slash Alex Keeley, spelt K E A L Y. No second E. No second E. And I am at, at That's something that Richard Hanrahan Twitter. didn't realise for a while. <laughs> Still doesn't. <laughs> Still, every time he writes <laughs> that name down on, on, a, on a piece of graphic design, that E gets smuggled in there. Uh, Richard Hanrahan, his Twitter handle is uh, the hitch big swinging dick underscore yes, please. And hey, if you've enjoyed our political commentary slash nonsense, why not share it with a friend or someone Ooh. you despise and uh, just sort of just pass it along send an email actually let's just do that send an email write a right letter now, write a letter with the write whole uh, with a link in link with the whole very long multi-character Mate, link who do you think nothing, I am I'm not using Libsyn nothing is nothing is um, nothing as personal as a written out link on pen and paper like like our grandparents used to do <laughs> and on that hilarious uh, nostalgia um, Au revoir. Let's hope that Au France revoir. doesn't elect a fascist. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>